How's it going? It's a shitty night tonight. I have two tables, all black people, so I know I'm not making no tips. Are you being serious right now? Yeah, look over there. I have two tables. They're all black. I'm working for free tonight. That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't going to waste her time? Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. No, I, I mean, are you being seriously that racist? What? Well, you don't know that I'm going to tip you. Yes, I do. So just because they're black? I've been waiting tables for five years. I never got a tip from a black person. Not once. First of all, I don't believe you. Second of all, that's still racist. <laughs> I am not racist. Screw you. Well, how much did you leave? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? What are you talking about? She says black people don't tip. Are you nuts? Niggas don't tip. Everyone knows that. Have you ever waited tables before? No. Then shut up, asshole. School spirit of the mud. Alpha step, omega step, kappa step, sigma step. Gangsters walk, pimps gon' talk. Ooh, heck you know, that boy is raw. AKA step, delta step. Zero step, Zeta step, gangsters walk, pimps gon' talk, ooh, heck you know, that boy is raw. I'ma get on this TV, mama, I'ma, I'ma put this down. I'ma make sure these light skins again never, ever, never come back in style. Told them I finished school and I started my own business. They say, oh, you graduated. No, I decided I was finished chasing y'all dreams and what you got planned. Now I spit it so hot, you got tan. Back to school and I hate it there, I hate it there. Everything I want, I gotta wait a year, I wait a year. So you graduated at the top of our class. I went to cheesecake, you was a wink off of waited in. Alpha step, omega step, kappa step, sigma step. Gangsters walk, pimps gon' talk. Ooh, heck you know, that boy is raw. AKA step, delta step, S zero step, zeta step. Gangsters walk. Pimps gon' talk, ooh, heck you know. I got a Jones like Nora for your Sora. Bring Mora, them girls I seen in the Aurora. Tammy Beck and your Laura, Aura, Shirley. Yo, I'm willing to bet you willing to sweat. My illin' to get you bruised. I kill it, I step through. Crews and abuse, twos and threes. Who's the G's that hoes know? Me and Hyro, I know. I'm fly, bro. So why flow if you're not invigorating? I know where you live, they're at your crib. I got niggas waiting. I figure raping is a crime, see? I Take my time, B, and now your G is mine, G. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tells podcast with your host, Rod and... Karen, who you mad at? Nobody. Oh, Why sorry. would I have to be angry? That was very aggressive. I was like, dang. That's the way they rapped it when they oh, said okay. it. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to do what they was doing. Okay, cool. Well, you're listening to the Black Guy Who Tells podcast. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Facebook, and Podomatic. Just search for the Black Guy Who Tells. Today is our listener response show. Yep, yep. So all the people who gave us feedback, we're giving you feedback on your feedback. And uh, hopefully when we play this audio and record at the same time, you won't hear any feedback. True. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but uh, yeah, so basically you go to theblackouttips.com. Uh, there you can sign up for our forums. You can even use your Twitter account to do so. Uh, you can respond to the shows there. I see my man Chloe from uh, Chonilla yes. is uh, responding to all the episodes he catches up, and that's cool. Yes, we don't mind you responding to no episodes, guys. Yeah, thank you everybody that is taking the time out to do that. Yes. Um, of course, I also want to say you can donate to the show. Uh, we have donate buttons there. We have recurring donations and one-time donations, and you can sign up for either one. Uh, we appreciate the people who do, and I'd like to give a shout-out to a couple people who donated. Um, my man Trojan Scooter, he put some in on He says, keep up the good work. Thank you, Trojan Scooter. Thank you. That was big of you, man. And the cheese eater extraordinaire, Kenny <laughs> Lippo Jr., on Twitter, is Kenny Lippo Jr. Um, he contributed to the recurring donations too, man. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about, man. That that really makes the show worth doing. Um, so I really appreciate it, guys. We do. Um, all right, man. So let's go ahead and get into promoting the show. You know what I'm saying? Can't do podcasting yet. I got stuff to say. Cool. Um. Now, don't forget also, you can email the show, theblackouttips at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm Say That Again. That is in D-A-T. 
And you can send us a voicemail, 704-557-0186. We play those uh, on, well, today. We play Saturdays. We play voicemails, and we respond to them. So it's a good way to get your voice heard for those of you that want to be on the show. Yes. Um, the official weapon of the show is... The Taser. And the unofficial sport... Is Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. Yes, sir. Um, alright, man. So, uh, what do you want to do first? We got iTunes reviews, we got emails, we got voicemails, we got Let's Facebook do comments. iTunes reviews, please, Alright, going into the iTunes reviews. And we got a few this week, and I appreciate everybody that's sending iTunes reviews. Uh, these are uh, ways of showing people that you like the show and why you like the show. And, of course, we only read the five-star reviews on the show. Yes, that's it. So it doesn't matter what they say, I will read them. Even if it's dissing me, even if it's dissing Karen, if it's dissing the show, if it's making me support Steve uh, Harvey, whatever it is, <laughs> the shit gets read. Yes, sir. Um, okay, so M-E-B-E-225 says, Rod and Karen, I've been a fan since Mel Gibson's wife leaked his mixtapes. <laughs> well, that was actually like his baby mama, but, uh, you know, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the male back music, uh, volumes like one through five. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mel gets his wife, yeah, so that was right around the same time that the show hit a new plateau of excellence. I'd really like to write the show more often, but I can't, and it's your fault. <laughs> Uh-oh. Every time I get ready to write in about a funny topic or a discussion point, you say something else that makes me laugh so hard that I forget what I wanted to say. <laughs> well, that's not a bad problem. No. Plus, I don't have time to recap two hours worth of funny. If you want more reviews, you may want to consider making the show boring like most other podcasts out there. <laughs> anyway, I love the show and I'll continue to spread the word, peace. Yeah, well, thank, thank you, you, MB25, uh, 225. Yeah, definitely, because that's how I feel, too. It's like, it, if I wanted to make a half-hour show with 20 music breaks and shit, I'd do that. But I don't. This is my show. I make it the way I want it. And I think you can tell. And I think people, other people have other formats that work for them because they make the show that they want to make, and that's yes. why it works for them. Yes. Um. Anyway, Jose Bermudez, five stars, says informative and funny as hell. Ooh, iTunes lets you say hell. I didn't know that. I don't know, but it don't let you say cunt. Or vagina. It does not yes. let you say vagina. Anyway. Does it let you say dick? Uh, I don't know, but if you say vagina, I've had episodes get held up from publishing because I have vagina in the description. Oh, you had to put stars across it or something? It'll put stars on there automatically, but it'll take a while before they even put your episode up. Wow. So iTunes does not like vagina. <laughs> I started listening to your podcast after hearing you on The Morning Jones. Oh, so he's talking about me because Karen don't call The Morning Jones. No, I only caught one time. I listened to the latest, uh, and I found that I had to download them all to catch up. Woohoo! You had a lot, son. Yeah. Your podcast is always great for laughs, and your point of view on a variety of issues is a welcome change from the same crap that everyone sees every day. As a comic, movie, and video game geek, all your reviews are greatly appreciated. Um, you know, I, worry, I always worry about that, because... I, I know that um, I give a lot of reviews and shit, but I try to tell people I'm not trying to influence you. I'm try not trying to make you go see this or don't nope. go see it unless I really feel strongly about something. Yep. So I always worry about that because, uh, like, I, I'm enjoying this Rockstar game, uh, L.A. Noir, but I could easily see why somebody would not like the game, too. That's true. You know, I can only speak for myself. It says, the only complaint that I have about the podcast is you need more Mexicans on it. <laughs> I agree, Jose. Yes, we don't. Uh, we do need some Mexicans. I, I'm gonna start searching out for some Mexicans now. And get get some more diversity in this audience, yes, sir. Uh, keep up the great work on the podcast. I'll try and call in with some feedback later on. Thank you. Thank you, Jose. Um, cubicle listener, hilarious five stars. Seriously, this is one of the very few podcasts that can make me laugh out loud. Do yourself a favor and download. Thank you. You know who I want to thank? I want to thank that person who uh, who wrote in last week and was kind of dissing on the show before they gave us some props. Because mm -hmm. I think that's what made a lot of these people want to write in to kind of defend the show and say, Hey, man, what the fuck you mean make the show shorter and don't talk about fun, don't try to be funny? You know, I think maybe that those people called in and was like, Fuck you. I like this show and this is what I like about it. Thank you, guys. 
So this one is called I Like with four exclamation points. Five stars by William Robinson. And he says, Lord, I ain't your best son. I ain't been to church in a while, but on that liquor I confess, son. I missed a couple blessings, wasn't ready, was counting money, but I swear I'll catch the next one. I did some dirt to be the fresh one, lost some friends over ends, but I guess is what I get, huh? Chance of dreaming I can barely see, shooting the stars, when that was something I could never be. And then he says, Crit is the best. Yes, sir. But anyway, love the podcast. I'm a young married man, still in love with my wife, like we friends with benefits. <laughs> and rings. Love Rod and Karen. Uh, y'all, the, uh, where's my 40 acres? Hey, the Rossi and Span Report help my mail carrying days flow smooth like a stool softener. Ah! Appreciate it. <laughs> Appreciate it. And keep up the good work. We glad we made your day go smoother. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. And the last one is from David Robertson. He said, had to do it five stars. Had to give y'all five stars. I would write y'all a long review, but I sent an email. But since I have you here, who you think had the worst week? Dick, uh, Derek Rose or Reggie Bush, uh, who was simping at the Kim's engagement? Shout out to the chat room. Oh, my bad. Wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> let's, and let's hear that Karen laugh. <laughs> we don't have a chat room yet, but when we get one, they're gonna probably going to be vicious too. I hope we don't have too much of a ratchet chat room. Woo, Gary, you did make this drink strong. I, I told you. That's why I got you an extra Coke. <laughs> I think this is all Bacardi and a dash of Coke. <laughs> Chest burn. Oh, sorry. I wanted to finish out the bottle. Dang. Now I know how Michael <laughs> Felders feels. <laughs> alcoholic ass. Anyway, thank you for the review. Well, that's life for him, son. What you talking about? Thank you for the review. I appreciate it. We um, do. And let me go ahead and uh, get into the next topic. So we got emails. We got the polls. We got... Let's do the polls and the uh, Facebook comments. Okay. So, let's go to the polls. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to go back a couple episodes. Me, myself, and Karen. Mm-hmm. This was the episode where I got to talk about how uh, great uh, that I am. Yes. Because I only care about myself when I talk about my podcast. That's right. And it's I'm, only me. And I only care about me. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's wrong with these people. Me either. So, we had a, a poll, and the poll question was... Isn't Rod the best? And option one was, yes, he's the best, and his voice isn't annoying. Option two was, hell yes, best podcast ever. I love the podcast, Lynn. And option three was, yep, he's funny every time, too. Um, So I appreciate the diverse opinions. Now, I did not get any votes for my voice not being annoying, but I, I assume that's because people felt even more strongly that we have the best podcast ever and they love to live, which yes, is 58% sir. of the vote. And he's funny every time, too, which was 42% of the vote. So I'm assuming everybody did agree on those two. Um, yes. Uh, we got some comments, too. Uh, Mr. Space Mountain says, I love the length of the podcast. Great after a long day's work or just lounging around the house relaxing. Most podcasts that are 30 to 40 minutes seem rushed and leave something to be desired. Your show makes me laugh my fucking ass off for two hours. It lasts uh, for the two hours that it lasts. Keep up the good work and keep bringing them long ass podcasts, my brother. <laughs> um, and Tommy says, hell yeah, Rod is the best. He is an intelligent man that always picks great topics to explore. Rod has great jokes and perfect punchlines. The best part is when Rod laughs. My man has the juiciest laughs. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was eating a piece of chicken for you laugh. Mm. <laughs> this is the juiciest laugh. Mm-mm-mm. Need some hot sauce on this laugh. I gotta <laughs> stop drinking so much during the show. I know, right? As you I might not make it. That strong drink I made. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I salivate. I salivate every time I hear them. I like seeing the hot sign at Krispy Kreme. <laughs> I bet his mouth is so wide open that he can that you can see past his tonsils as he laughs, and I love it. <laughs> keep up the great work, Rod, and keep them laughs coming with the wink face. So I don't know what Tommy's into, Thank but uh, no problem, buddy. Uh, just stay on your side of the glass. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other poll we had, we talked about when we went to the uh, auto mechanics place, and um, yes, 
they were working on a car and how they tried to do some shady shit like they always do. So the question was, are mechanics trustworthy? Mm-hmm. And uh, the vote, I'm very proud of our listeners, but I'm also a little surprised. Me too. Only, only uh, 6% thought that, yes, they are honest and I respect them. Yeah, who, who's changing their order? They daddy? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Because if you got anybody in business, they, a lot of them dudes trying to rip you off. <laughs> Maybe they changed their own They must shit. do. That's why they trust the mechanic, then. Um, then, no, I don't, no, I don't know what they're doing back there. 17 uh, people, a.k.a. 94% said, no, mm-mm, don't trust me. No, I said that again. So, let's see what the comments. Canuck Duke said, I voted no as every time I had to take my car to the mechanic, I always had to stay in the shop during a long weekend. They're yes. a bunch of miserable dudes. They had your car turned up for hours. Adjective J says, I found a mechanic here who's Hispanic, and I swear he's either an illegal alien or strung out on that crack because he does jobs. Ah! He does jobs for like more than half what other mechanics in town asked for. I had I had to uh, I had an exhaust manifold on my car. Uh, oh, I had to replace an exhaust manifold on my car. I found the part, took it to the mechanics around, around town, and they were all trying to charge me $500 or more. In fact, one dude was like, I'll start at $400, but it might go higher. All they had to do was put the part on. I went to, the whole, to this hole-in-the-wall Hispanic shop and asked him, and he, was look, uh, he looked at the car, looked at the part, and was like $125. He hasn't charged me more than $200 on anything I've had him do since. The only catch is he doesn't speak any English. So I have to break out my Spanish whenever I roll by a shop. And despite all this, I only kind of trust this dude. Yeah, we actually have a mechanic place that we trust here in Charlotte. Um, but uh, at the same time, that day we couldn't take it to them because we just wanted to get the tires worked on. Yes, and they the only place. And I think the thing, I was talking to Ryan's mom about this place. The thing I do like about this place um, is that we've never had any issues with them. Like, if we uh, take it in there, they always work with old parts and never try to do new parts. We've even went to them, like, we went to this place. They look at us like, they were like, ooh, that shit is high. I'm like, yes, that's why I'm here. Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, even when they put on new parts and stuff, they, uh, they just aren't trying to gain you. Yeah. Like, it's not... Like, bringing your car in for something you know is wrong, that's one thing. But then this when people try to hustle you and you know you're being hustled and you have to hit them with the, come on, man. Mm-hmm. How you gonna just disrespect me to my face like this? Yes, and I think one time we took our car there for, for a thing. It was like three parts. He was like, look, I fixed the cheapest part. That don't work. Bring it back. I fixed the more expensive part. Right. Like, he was willing to work with us. Ah, oh, we just changed everything up for $1,000. All right, man. So, Thomas writes in, I had to give a nod to myself because I am a mechanic. So that's the one vote that they got. Oh, and that makes sense. But straight up, y'all are fools that, that come to me anyways. <laughs> Either you're a fucking idiot that doesn't do know that doesn't know the difference between a carburetor and an air filter, or you're some lazy sucker that doesn't have time to do the work your damn self. All y'all can suck it. <laughs> you have no business complaining when y'all come to us in the first place. Of course we can find some other stuff wrong. We want to get paid for dealing with y'all chumps. Plus, we mark up more than graffiti artists, but y'all don't ask. Just chill. Let me do my work, then pay me and stop acting like chumps. <laughs> so there you go. There's the perspective from the uh, point of view of an untrustworthy asshole. So now yes. we got everybody covered in this poll, including Thomas. Yes, we do. I, I'm, I'm so sorry I didn't go to school for cars. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, and that's the thing, man. From here on out, man, except for that one dude that I trust, fuck all mechanics, honestly. Fuck y'all. Y'all are not welcome. Not cool. <laughs> How you gonna call me a chump? I'm giving you money. I'm trying to help you out. Why can't you just, it, I mean, it just seems like a better business model would be can't, it would be like if you were the honest mechanic, you get more business because more people would be like, fuck, I can trust this dude. Yes. I'm going to make sure to bring my car to him as much as possible. Yes, that's why we go to that place, and that place stays chumping. And he's been in business for years. Yeah, it's always the people with the untrustworthy techniques that people stop going to because it's like, I went to get my windshield wipers replaced, and I walked out, and I needed a fucking new engine. You know what I mean? Like, Yes. All right, so um, the other poll we had when we talked to Roy Wood Jr., who was a comedian, uh, and we were talking about the internet, and um, 
he was saying how, in his opinion, uh, it's bad for comedians. He's thinking about getting off of the internet completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it has worked for some comedians, he thinks it uh, stifles creativity and people get overexposed too early. And uh, joke thievery is just abundant on the internet. I, I believe that. And so uh, I, I, I said, uh, you know, is the internet bad for comedians? And uh, I, and uh, 10% of people said yes. And 90% of people said no, it's a good way to get an audience and get exposure. Now, in all fairness, these are probably fans and not actual comedians. Yes, which which makes the difference. Because like I said, when I was talking about it, I, that was my perspective. But I completely understand his perspective. Um, because when it comes to that, um, you kind of have to work jokes and, and tell them certain ways and revamp them and revise them. And a lot of times once it hits the internet, people know it and they don't give you a chance to actually get it where it is a decent punchline. Yeah, it's, it's just funny because there's a lot of, uh, there's, like, I can understand from both perspectives mm-hmm. and... You know, uh, there's some comedians who seem to be using it as a tool to blow up only, and he's right. They haven't perfected their stand-up. They haven't perfected a lot of the things that go into actually uh, putting in the grind. And being a good comedian. Right. So I could definitely understand it. I actually talked to Haterasi on on Twitter last night a little bit about it, and he was saying as a comedian, he could kind of see both sides of it, too. So, you know, it's pretty, you know, I enjoyed the conversation. Let's see what the comments say. Mr. Bill said, I haven't listened to the show yet, but there are so many examples of comedians using the net for their game. Joe Rogan can sell out a theater because of his internet podcast. Dane Cook got huge because of his MySpace hustle. The internet can be bad for comedians who don't do it right. If they give away their best bits on Twitter or Facebook, then why see the show? Um, yeah, I can understand that. The other thing, though, is that um, some people will argue like a guy like Dane Cook getting big off of the internet is bad for comedy. Cause yes, because he's a terrible, my opinion, he's a terrible comedian. Yeah. And on top of that, the, the thing is that I agree uh, with Warwood for the fact that it's an art, it's a craft to it. And like he said, you don't have stage presence. You can't get up there and just read the script and expect everybody to go, ha 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 ha, you funny. It's a difference between you making a video and posting it on Facebook and I can physically see you. It is not the same. Uh, Manuel, aka Manuel, uh, says, Of course the internet is good for comedians. How the hell else would I know who they are if not for MySpace? I'm on MySpace every day, and I find a new comedian each time I get on. And the comedians on MySpace are good. They come hard. If not for MySpace, I wouldn't know who Roy Wood Jr. is. If not for MySpace, I wouldn't know anybody, actually. But anyways, like like I was saying, the internet is good for comedians, especially if they're on MySpace. Are you guys on MySpace? My last name is Jackson, so hit up my MySpace uh, sometimes. We can share jokes. Um, I'm sorry to inform you. I do got a MySpace account, but I ain't checked that bitch in about a year. Right. <laughs> well, hopefully, if we continue this podcast in six or seven years, this guy will be on Facebook. I hope so. Um, Taco Salad says, if the comedian uses the tool correctly, the exposure will benefit them. But there are many drawbacks if it isn't done correctly. The comedian has to have a steady rotation of jokes in order for his routine to stay organic. I would hope, as Rod mentioned in the podcast, that comedians have previews that give internet viewers not a full description of what they would see live. Giving the user incentive on coming out and supporting their shows, regularly produce fresh material for the comedian can only benefit the comedian. Great podcast. I wish I could have found this sooner. Um, thank you, Taco Salad. Thank you. Uh, um, let me add one more thing to uh, Roy Woods. Uh, I guess, uh, not really defense, but to his side. Um, a lot of times on YouTube, the comedian doesn't have control of what gets shown. Nope. Because people will take their cell phones and just record the, the set. Show. That's right. Which I don't think is fair. That nope. is kind of fucked up. Nope. Because now when I show up, I'm not as entertained because none of these jokes are new to me. That's right. So so I do understand how he could feel like it's overexposed to people and ruining fans of his of his comedy because they're coming in and it's like, well, I just saw this 20-minute set you did on YouTube. And it's like, yeah, but I didn't want you to see that. So, you know, now you just saw my show I did yesterday. I ain't made up no new material between yesterday and today. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, I'm supposed to have a new set of jokes for Toledo instead of, uh, you know, Detroit. Like, it's, yeah, it's, and the people are paying for these tickets, and 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 the thing is, to an extent, I, I completely understand that uh, perspective for the fact that, like you said, you're showing people stuff that was not really meant for them to see. Yeah. So that was the polls, and uh, thank you everybody that voted, and everybody, especially the people who left comments yes. on the polls. Yes. That's cool to see people actually give their opinions. On the topic. Yes. Um, Alright, so let's uh, go ahead and uh, do the Facebook comments. Yes, sir. Um, Alright, we had three episodes, but we talked about a lot of shit on Facebook. Um, we talked about, of course, uh, the episode with Patrice. If not Beyonce, then who? A lot of people liked that episode. Yes, they did. Me, myself, and Cam, we got some likes on that one, too. Cool. Thank you for everybody that did that. Most of the participation we got in comments was through like random thoughts I posted on there, or um, there were a couple topics that people wanted to talk about, like the N word. I, I put I put something on there about the N word, and everybody uh, had comments to drop on that, and I appreciated that. But we didn't get a lot of comments on the actual episode. Corbin uh, posted something that says, "I watched a minute plus of Beyonce's new video." God, she is overrated. As I, as you pointed out on the Negro majority, this war between the sexes amongst black people is tired and needs to end. Girls outnumber men and still run nothing but their mouths. Smiley face. Well, that is inflammatory, Corby. Yes, that is. I don't know why you would... Mo- a lot of my good friends are women and girls and shit like that, so I would not uh, co-sign that at all, my and brother. A, and on top of that, you can't talk about women like that. I don't understand these dudes that talk bad about women and vice versa. Yeah, my thing, my thing is this: you talk bad about a woman, talk too much, but you want to fuck. Come on now, right? Be considerate. Like I really feel like the extent to which some of this uh, gender war shit goes is stupid. You could you could actually extend it all the way to being gay. It's like women are terrible. I fucking hate them, man. Wouldn't the world be better without them? It wouldn't. It would just if we could just fuck each other. Everything would be cool. We had bro time, watch fantasy football, and then fuck. And you're like, well, why don't you go do that? I'm actually kind of happy getting pussy. I I don't know about you, yes, but kind of enjoy this. Not only that, and on top of that, uh, men talk too. People, I don't know why dudes act like they are not talkative ass men. They are. Well, it's just it's just a gender war thing that's stupid. It's just fucking stupid. Anyone that believes in that and participates in that is fucking stupid. You spend time going. I hate women. Women spend time going, I hate men. It's fucking dumb. Like, we all on the planet together. Try to get along, man. Yes, I don't know about y'all, but I like having sex with the opposite sex. And so last thing I'm going to do is run their asses off. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, I don't get the whole gender war thing. Too, I feel like uh, someone like Beyonce is kind of making a living off of it. Mm-hmm. But it's because there's no voice out there that can... Uh, go back at her, you know? Yes, and on top of that, I think a lot of times... <clears throat> on top of what? On top of what you were saying. Oh, okay. Oh, no, not not, yeah, not on top of me. We ain't talking about that, that, that right here. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, you know, for those of you out there that's, you know, having sex or, or like to have sex, uh, my thing is that um, a lot of times uh, when you say that stuff, a lot of times it's to get attention of the opposite sex, but it's the wrong type of attention. Alright, so we got some emails, too. Let's check these out. Um... Corey says, I checked out some vids of that Yoli chick. The songs were okay, but she kind of hot in a Jewish way. A little racism for Karen. (laughs) And I gotta ask, what the fuck is up with people in these fucking stores? That's what we're trying to say, Corey. I don't know what is up with them. But remember, you are the son of a chicken pisser. So, let's just calm down judging people, okay? Uh, David Robertson says, First off, thank y'all for taking the time out to do this show. It helps people in ways you may not have envisioned it to do. My friend passed two weeks ago, and I listened to your show to help me laugh when I was really down. I just listened to the show with Roy Wood Jr. That nigga is funny. (laughs) He would appreciate you saying nigga. He's probably smiling right now. The show made me think of two stories. The first one happened this weekend. I was with an ex-co-worker at her dad's company at the local amusement park, and there is an old 50s-style restaurant, a 50s-style restaurant, and my date was inside escaping the heat. Now we're, now, we're black, but my ex-co-worker and all her people are white, 
So they walk up and ask, hey, why aren't you inside? And I tell them, since it's a 1950 st- style restaurant, they won't serve me or allow me to enter the door. <laughs> I have to go to the back. We all enjoyed a nice, hearty, post-racial laugh. <laughs> that is awesome. Yes. That is awesome. Uh, last story. I picked this girl up after she got off work to fool around. As we are getting into it, I realize she is not as her at her freshest. So I call an audible. I shake as if I came and then proceed to fake a muscle cramp at this... <laughs> After stealing on the floor for a minute, I quickly got dressed and drove drove her home. <laughs> Not that. Now that's taking one for the team. <laughs> yes, sir. They talk about women fake orgasms. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes a man got a fake one. It's yep, not. They say they do. It's not a proud moment, but you had to do what you got to do, fellas, to survive. <laughs> survive and continue. It's like the NCAA tournament. <laughs> uh, P.S. Y'all inspired me to start my own blog, and I'm looking forward to getting into podcasting just because of this show. Thank you. That's cool, man. And uh, my condolences on your friend passing, man. Yes. Um, Walter writes in, How's it going, guys? You two are great. You two are a great show as always. You guys are blowing up in just a few years of doing the podcasting thing. Years. It's only been like a year and a half. We almost most. two years. We almost two. <laughs> he, put, he pushing us along. Yeah, baby. I ain't we, mad at you. We sound seasoned. <laughs> now that that, probably the amount of episodes we got, people think we've been around forever. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys handling the increased popularity? Any nutcases, stalkers, or potential threats that made you reconsider and buying a sword? LOL. <laughs> um, how are you handling the increased popularity, Karen? I'm handling it fine. Um, like I said, most people I interact with on Twitter and things like that, so I don't really interact with them like personally. And some people I interact with through um Xbox and Netflix parties and things like that. Um, I just had to get used to people recognizing my voice and who I am. And I had to get used to, I think like Roger has told the story before we out and, and people have seen him and they just knew me and I'm like, who the hell are you and how do you know who I am? I started asking questions. Well, we had a, a couple cray craze, but nothing major. No. Nothing at the block button on Twitter or Facebook or something can fix. So, you know, and we're good right now. We're not that popular and we're trying to keep the show growing and I'm sure we have a lot more more to do um and things are coming in the future man um let's see who else we got here uh oh david wrote back and said the term with prejudice means that charges can't be refiled but that's weird though because i believe shirley wong said the term with prejudice means the charges can be refiled but you don't even need the witness to refile the charges or something like that so yeah I, I, I think one way means I think if you don't have it they can refile it, it was something like that but I'm just glad it ain't what I was thinking cause I was thinking racist and I kept yeah. saying well damn if you're racist your ass is going to you are dismissed with prejudice you black ass nigga now get the fuck out of my courtroom you jiggy boo monkey I know that's what I was thinking so apparently I was wrong yeah that's how everything is in your mind <laughs> hey Rod and Karen this is from Ruby if you are still compiling your top, your list of top five black people on Real World, I would like to nominate Mohammed from season three. If you can't remember Mohammed, it's because that's what he wanted. He stayed in his room and used MTV for the free rent. Mohammed was living the American dream. He was living the American dream of living somewhere rent free without embarrassing his family. I remember that, and I was impressed with that dude. Uh, in the Bleacher says, "I'm drunk." Well, welcome to the party, nigga. I'm drunk on my own podcast. <laughs> I'm drunk at work. Oh. This is my shortest email. Elva. Yes, it is. <sighs> uh, fuck the police. In the words of the beat nuts, fuck the P.O. Lice. The cause, they cause more strife. I'm fucking dying, man. Peace. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> so Mike writes in records. That's the shortest one ever. Mike writes in with the nice haiku. Um, Toya writes <laughs> in, and you may know Toya as Batman, who left that great voicemail. And somehow we lost her voicemail last week, and I was really disappointed about that, man, because I wanted to hear what she had to say. Yes. And I fucking hate how Skype did that, or Pamela. I don't know one of these programs. Fucking internet. 
Um, but yeah, we lost our voicemail. Um, so I'm sorry about that, Toy. I really yeah. did try to find it, and she kind of where it went to. She kind of gave us shit all week about us losing it. So <laughs> sorry, baby. Um, Toy says hello. What's a lovely morning to wake up and know I almost got raptured listening to episode 167. <laughs> <laughs> the title was, If Not Beyonce, Then Who? Would you like to hear the story? Well, here it goes. Well, here he goes. Uh, so I'm in the kitchen seasoning my meats for my grill to cook on Sunday. The menu, lamb chops, baby back ribs, pork ribs, and of course, chicken. Chicken. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Of course, chicken wings. Of course. Duh. Black hair. Duh. That's what she says. Batman be on that. Anyways, my crazy. Adrian comes in from the back and heard y'all talking about Beyonce, aka Ho Yonce, as I affectionately call her. <laughs> she says, LOL, Karen, I know you laughed at that. Yes, I did. <laughs> and the new video. She is such a Beyonce fan that is R. Ridiculous. She was like super mad about how y'all were talking about the video and the walking hyenas. How you spell that shit? She's <laughs> she's giving me the meaning of what <laughs> of what that meant meant. And I'm like, I don't give a damn. But you know, you can't argue with crazy. That no, is true. No, you can't. That is true. So then she left the room, and the next thing she heard was you talking about them being hoes and shaking their ass on the floor. Oh, she flew into a rage. It was like Beyonce music don't have nobody acting like hoes. She empower women. What the damn? What they damn number so I could call them and tell them how fucking ignorant they sound <laughs> for talking about my Beyonce like that. Oh damn, she loves Beyonce. She. I was like, that's not what they meant. So I had to rewind the show and let her listening. Listen to what y'all said, and it calmed her down for about 30 minutes, and then she back in on it again. I was afraid I was going to be ratchet in my sleep last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to lose that man. And then she was going to come get y'all as well. <laughs> I had to save Karen, and of course you ride, because it's 10-star Karen, 3-star ride. You know I love the ladies. You know what I'm talking about. Laugh my ass off. <laughs> so anyway, I had to tell you how I almost got ratchet. And also, like I said, before Batman watches them hoes slid up and down on the pole. Oh, slide up and down on the pole. He don't slide down himself. Uh, because you were rushing me, this email doesn't go into details about how you, the blacks, behaved over the last few <laughs> podcasts. We'll do that next time. I, I, I'm out snitchness. I mean, people, Toya. <laughs> we look forward to it, Toya. Thank you, Toya. Yes. We appreciate that. Thank you for writing the show. Yes, we started uh, a podcast. I almost got you hurt. Yeah, we mean for Cray Cray to get on you. No, we right, do I'm, not. Let's see if we can do these emails before I pass out from the strong-ass drink. Emails? Voicemails, damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do I need to water that down with this coke? So, Ashley J sent in two messages, right? Mm-hmm. But I know we're supposed to keep them to three minutes. One was like 2.48 and one was 3.42. So, I don't know. I, I'm going to play them both anyway because I love you, Adjutant J. Oops. As Karen spills soda all over the motherfucking table. I'm sorry. Go get a towel. Go get a towel. Let me just, uh, let's do some stand-up in between. You know, like my nigga Roy Wood Jr. was saying how, uh, you know, internet is ruining comedy. Let me allow y'all. Let me do some internet comedy while my soda is spilled. Hey man, how come Pokemon can only say their own names? What kind of shit is that? Like, is that slavery names? Like, what if one of them? What if one of the Pokemon's name was like Die Nigga? Like, cause that's what I would like to see a Pokemon name. Die Nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, Poke, like Die Nigga, why don't you go over there and do such and such? Die Nigga, Die Nigga. <laughs> oh, I got it all, Karen. That's good. And somebody said they were slave names. And I, and I agree, man. Like, that would be like if back in Slavery and Roots, if Toby was like, uh, uh, Toby. You know what I mean? Like, Toby, go over there and pick that cotton. Toby, Toby. <laughs> like, uh, you think Pikachu's real name was Kenta Kunte and they, they beat it out of him till he, till he submitted? You will get into this ball. You yeah. will get into this ball. Okay, now let's play the voicemail. Yes. I'm drunk. Yo, Rod, Karen, 
What's up, this uh it's Adjective J. What it is, nigga? Um, first of all, as you can hear, I'm still here. Uh so I didn't get pulled in the rapture. I know it's not a shock for some people, but it was a little surprising for me, maybe a little disconcerting. I really thought that uh I thought this was it. I thought that I was I was finally gonna get to go to heaven and, and do whatever do whatever heaven people do. Anyway, um actually uh there's one thing I guess I, I kind of wanted to share with you guys, like, cause I, I guess like a little dilemma in my own life, and I thought about it, and I was like, hey, I'll just throw this out here and, and see what you guys think. So, you know, obviously there was this whole big thing that happened here in Alabama where there was uh, tornadoes that came through, a lot of people went like, without power, and you know, it was pretty much a mess. So FEMA's offering this deal where essentially you get, I think, like, I want to say that either 150 to 200, maybe even 300 dollars worth. On a UBT card, I'm saying, like, I don't know because it's, it's secondhand knowledge that's coming to me from my sister. And she's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to get one. And, uh, you know, I'll see if I can get you one, too. And she just got my social security number from me. Or either that, she was, you know, ripping me off the table and my bank account leaving. But either way, she, she apparently went to go get one. And I was like, cool, that's, like, free food. But then I started thinking about it. Like, I shop at relatively high-end places because, you know, I'm a vegan now. And so I have to go find, like, you know, really good-tasting vegan food. And most places that I go to are, like, organic. Like, you know, your earth fairs, your whole foods. And that's the place I shop at. And I realized I don't feel comfortable pulling out, like, an EBT card at, like, a place around all these white people who obviously have money. And, and then, like, I just realized I'm going to have to swallow my pride to get, like, a certain amount of, of food, like, food for free. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like, I'm willing to do it. Like, if it is, like, I say, like, $300 worth of food for free, then whatever. You know, you can judge me as I roll all the way to the car. But it's, like, 100 bucks. Like, I'm not sure I'm, I'm comfortable with that. And I realized that my, my limit, apparently, for me, um, you know, swallowing my pride, at least, is right at about 150 I just found, like, my price when it comes to that. And that's, that's scary because that's really low. But anyway, I just thought I'd share that with you guys. What do you guys think about that? Like, would you be comfortable? Like, doing that? And I, just so you know, Walmart is out of the question because the vegan food at Walmart, I don't know if you've ever had, like, Morningstar, Morning Glory, whatever the stuff it's called, but it's mm -hmm. terrible. I mean, it tastes really, really bad. I'm talking about, like, I buy actually really good high-end stuff. But anyway, I just want to see what you guys thought about that. Um, as per usual, great show with Yoda the Jew, who, by the way, is an amazingly sexy independent girl like independent film girl. So you're completely right on that, Rod. Actually, as you were saying that, I was like, man, I need to write a screenplay about this chick. But um, once again, I really love the show. And uh, you got some good work. Peace. Peace. Karen, what you think about that? My opinion is that when it comes to saving money, I guess I'm black. I don't give a fuck. I wish I qualified for that shit. I don't qualify for it. Anything free... I is down for. I will whip that card out proud. Give me my shit for free. And on top of that, the other thing is that white folks do discounts and sales free too. I don't know if y'all experience is getting warm. White people will knock you out for something on sale at the attic sale table for two for a dollar. So don't ask so don't act like they don't do bargain shopping too. They do thrift stores and all that stuff. White and it's not white people. Rich people stay rich because they don't blow their money. I was at this uh white grocery store and this lady was trying to use coupons and she got an attitude when they asked her to get in line. She said, Hold up! Try to do my coupons, bitch. And I was like, damn, she was mean. She was angry about using them coupons, but she used them. So you shouldn't have no shame no, around these white people for using coupons. No. They invented the coupon, dog. Yes, they did. What do you think America is? It's the original discount land. They just, they just sit these motherfuckers here. They're like, oh, land on sale. Let's just kill these Indians. And next thing you know, we got this great, wonderful country. Prime. Next, next voicemail. <laughs> Yo, Rod, Karen, how are y'all doing? Um, this is Azure J. I, I called myself being intelligent and calling early in the week. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna call it in. Then I don't have to, like, you know, call again. But um, I can call it in. So, yeah. Anyway, um, I was calling I guess because of the uh the poll with the Warwood Junior. How you know you were talking about the trying to type this out and I just I couldn't I couldn't get it to make any sense like on paper and so obviously I thought well if I say it out loud it's going to make all kinds of sense um I'll start off by saying that like um I am not a stand-up comedian I am not a stand-up comic um have I done stand-up I did it once or twice um maybe a little bit more than that I, I've done it a few times but 
it's not the way I get paid. It's not, I'm by no means professional. Uh, I just have kind of been exposed to that world. I do have a friend who is a professional comedian in Atlanta. Uh, actually, a white dude that's a professional comedian in Atlanta, which is um, kind of major. But one thing that he has told me, um, and I think he's been a comedian now for, I want to say like five or six years. One thing he has told me is that he actually does, you know, work his jokes. He actually does, um, you know, tell, uh, work his joke and work his set. And like, you know, the way that you build your set, the way that you craft it, and that's something that like I've seen echoed, or I guess I've heard echoed by the comedians, is that you build a set, you know, piece by piece, and you know, your strongest stuff, obviously, you lean off the bat, but you know, you have jokes, and you want to try to, you know, change word and change how they, how they affect the show, and change where you put them in, in your set. And so sometimes you have, like, as a comedian, if you're just now kind of like bursting a joke, if you will, if you're just now making something, uh, of this joke, and you're just kind of like, uh, still trying to work it out, when someone YouTube's your set, it's, it's kind of like taking part of your, I guess taking part of your set and uh, taking part of your art form and, and kind of belittling it a little bit. And it's almost like, uh, if an artist is working on a painting, yes, you can see that painting. Uh, but it may not be done yet. And for a lot of comedians, they're really protective, especially if they newer jokes, because they're still trying to work them out. And I think, like, uh, what it does that when by the time the joke becomes, you know, something that's truly funny, uh, by the time the bit becomes truly funny, um, they, they, uh, actually find themselves, you know, um, seeing the, the, the newborn out on the internet, and it kind of pulls from other audiences having seen that, that and, and seeing that bit, like, well, that's not funny. And then when they hear, of course, the, the completely crappy joke, they're still like, well, that's not funny. And it changed a little bit, but I'm still not in. I guess that's why most comedians have an issue with it, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, like I said, I'm not a comedian, and that's all speculation. But, like, I do feel that you know, the internet is good for comedians. It does give them exposure. But I think, like, uh, with comedians, too, they're also trying to craft a personality. And when they're really young, like, you're first starting off, you can pretty much uh, are trying to figure out how you're going to present your jokes, how you're going to present yourself. You know, are you going to be like the arrogant dude? You're going to be the intelligent guy who makes observations, blah, blah, blah. And I think, like, um, if the internet blows you up too quick before you get your personality and your, your persona set, then it, it can do more damage than good. But anyway, that's just my thoughts on it. Uh, actually, I voted oh, that kind of, uh, I think I voted no. And essentially, I voted that way is because I feel like, uh, you know, the, um, the internet is here and there's nothing you can do about it. You kind of have to have it. So, I mean, you know. Use it within moderation, and you can't be like, "Well, we're not using it at all," because it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, great show with Warren Virginia. His uh, his his uh, I guess prank calls were killing me. But anyway, yeah, I'm out. Peace, Karen. What you think about that shit? And I agree with him, and also I agree with him. It needs to be done in moderation. For the simple fact that, yes, comedians, it's an art. And like you said, once you worked all the kinks, all the bugs, once you kind of smoothed it out and then you represent the same joke, to a lot of people, it might be twice as funny, but because they've heard it before and they've heard it not in this perfected form, it's not as funny because they've heard it before. And comedians invest a lot of time, they travel and things like that. And this is their uh, form of of lifestyle and living. And I think people kind of shit on that, um, which is not fair to the comedian as the artist. And now you live in the internet, which would be good and bad, and all of a sudden everybody thinks they're fucking funny. Nah, nigga, you're not funny. You just tell a bunch of one-liners, you can tell a few my mama jokes, and all of a sudden you think you are the man. And these people travel all over the world and, and spend years working on their craft. And so it's almost insulting to them to basically rip them off for their artwork and then say, well, nigga, you ain't funny. And they're like, what? I've been working on this 15, 20 years. There is a difference. If I put a mic in your face and put you on stage, you would bomb. Well, let me present the other alternative. Um, Comedians do have one of the most disrespected uh, crafts in the world. Motherfuckers be going on, like, bachelorette parties and then going to a comedy show. You know what I'm saying? Like, to complete disrespect. But... And maybe it's because I'm drunk. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> the internet is just a tool, man. Mm-hmm. The internet is like a big, juicy, round, brown ass. And it's right in your <laughs> face. You know what I mean? And some people are intimidated by that. they like, no, Serena Williams, I can't handle this. I'm backing out. It's too much. How am I going to cross this format? And then other people, such as myself, 
and probably Toya, you just stick your face in right away. <laughs> right from the back, man. You know what I mean? Tongue on the clit and your nose in the vagina. You get a whiff of it and you just say, mm, this is what it's about. And that's what the, that's what living that life is about. Am I right in the bleachers? I think I am correct. Yes, you and the bleachers are both drunk. So sometimes you got to just get in there, get, go face first, and you just accept the consequences, man. Because if it's just a tool, then you can use that tool to go ahead and promote yourself. It's not, don't be afraid of it, baby. It's nothing to be scared of, man. Some people are going to use it wrong. But that's like being scared of the TV. You know what I mean? Because I'm sure when television came around, some comedians were like, I would rather people hear about me from their friends and show up to the comedy club, not seeing any of my sets, just show up and get some comedy. But no, man, when Roy Wood Jr. went on Conan O'Brien on late night TV, there was nothing wrong with that. Like, he was just spreading his word the same way that I spread them cheeks. And I just stick my <laughs> face in there. And I just lick on it and kiss it like a French kiss. And like, ah! Love you, internet. And just get in. Alright. Next next voicemail. Prime. Hi, Ron. Hi, Karen. This is AAW1976. Just wanted to say I hope you guys are enjoying your long weekend. Oh, thank you. I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot. Yes, we are. Maybe too much. <laughs> I've been enjoying mine. I took two naps yesterday. All right, next voicemail. Hey guys, it's uh, Kamal, aka Mr. Westside. What's sorry? You get this before the show. Um, what kind of music is that? I noticed I've been kind of rambling when I do these uh, messages, so I decided to write down some talking points. Um, just to share a little story with you. Um. I was in high school. I played football in high school, and um, I'm from Baltimore, so needless to say, crazy shit happens. Um, on my way to a game, I'm on North Avenue. Just ask, if you know anybody from Baltimore, just ask them how crazy shit happens on North Avenue. I'm on, we're on a bus on North Avenue. We're not too far from our game. We're just having to look out my window. And I see a guy do a line of cocaine in his car. Like, at a red light in broad daylight. Wow, damn. Charlie Sheen was there? Yeah, weird shit happened like that. Um, also, Bomani Jones was talking about on the show, uh, being, uh, ah, oh, totally forgot where this came from. But, uh, I went to go see a friend in New York. He lives in Brooklyn. And now I don't have a problem with being a bad neighborhood. I grew up in one I'm around them all the time. But, you know, when I'm not in a city I'm familiar with, you at least get a heads up when somebody takes you to a fucked up neighborhood. You know. And we will, he takes me to a, a, a takes me to go shopping someplace here where he lives. And we go shopping. He's like, uh, we take shortcuts. I'm like, okay, cool. And he takes me through the fucking projects. The Brookline Homes in East Brooklyn. Hmm. It's like the fucking most fucked up part of East New York in the most fucked up part of Brooklyn, which is, is East New York. And like, I'm looking around like, wait a minute, wait a minute. How are we walking through the project, son? He's like, it was a shortcut. I'm like, no, son. Don't take me through no fucking projects with a shortcut. Mm-hmm. I'm not from here. Fuck his own. And he was, and my homeboy, he actually got obsessed at me for doing the very same exact thing. And we weren't even walking, we were driving. Um, also, again, I said my last, uh, voicemail. I'm going into the Air Force and I'll be leaving. In ten days, mm-hmm. roughly ten days, June seventh, and I would like to extend an invitation to my going away party. If you guys feel like driving up to Maryland next Sunday, <laughs> you're more than welcome to come. I'm not giving out my address because who knows what ratchet motherfuckers listening to. <laughs> so, so no, you won't get my address. 
I'll send you a picture of that. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Peace. Peace. Thank, Thank you, Mr. Westside. I always thought that nigga was from like Cali because he was named Mr. Westside. <laughs> I think he was from the West Side of Baltimore. Yes, yes, and, and I'm glad he made it through that. He do that because he sounded kind of drunk. It sounded like he forgot to turn his party music off in the background. Yeah, I don't know. It sounded like he was in the bar from Star Wars. The fuck was that music? Yeah, <laughs> with the band playing in the background. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Anyway, um, yeah, man. Uh, Good luck with the Air Force and shit. Yes. Try not to get shot down. Be safe. My dad was in the Air Force, man. Yeah. So try to major in some shit with computers. Please do. So you ain't got to go out there and shoot at niggas. And I hope uh, that uh, if you are a heavy sleeper, they will make your ass a light sleeper. Because Roderick's daddy, if you breathe hard two doors down, he's like, what? Somebody in here. You're like, nigga, calm down. Mm-hmm. His dad sleeps like a feather. But, uh, you know, other than that, man, thank you. I'm too too primed to remember what the fuck the rest of the email is about. I'm sorry, y'all. I got here prime. I didn't realize I made drink that strong, Strength's guys. too strong. It, no amount of coke can solve this problem. <laughs> so, I'm trying to finish off the bottle. I'm sorry. I won't do that next time. I'd like to thank Bacardi for this e this this show. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, edit this bitch after this. Um, thank you for calling the Blackout Tips and emailing us and voicemailing us. Yes. Uh, the email is blackouttips at gmail.com. The voicemail is 704-557-0186. You can always find us on theblackouttips.com. Donate to the show, please. Yes. And, um, uh, also make sure that you guys are out there, um, Spreading the word about the show, joining our Facebook group. Yes. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm say that again. That is in D A T. And uh, till next time, uh, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. Yo, Black B, what's the deal? What's poppin'? Ain't nothing. Alright, what's the deal? We gotta get these papers up. This cat got to come through with something. I hope this papers is long. Alright, you know what I'm I got this cat about to come up here, dog. I'ma tell you about it later. I swear, I'm out. Shit is real. I'm in this tight situation. I'm at this chick's crib off ten. Niggas tried to come through and lock me down. Now it seems like a setup. Now niggas tried to whip me from the door. Half a second of unplay. Then I'm on my detour. Shot through the glass of the balcony. How can she set me up like that? I call my balance shot back. I'm getting down the fire escape. Outside it's raining. I'm taking five steps at a time. And the meat is gaining on me. My niggas tried to warn me with my stepping. It's good though. Cause on the low, a nigga had his weapon. I'm getting down this dead end real. I hit the street. I got no jack. Back on my back, but I got tens on my feet. Play my life for Back against the wall. I'm looking for my enemies. I'm searching for them all. No bullets being fired, so now a nigga's jetting to the corner. That's where I approach a different setting. I put away my burner, now I'm searching for the train. The only motherfucker with no coat, I'm in the rain. The speed walkers walking, I gotta play it cool. Even though it's thermal that I walk, covered up my tool. I'm in the last
tight situations, life and death decisions. Got meals with the living, never had to listen. Spilled in the saddle, bill, follow the raw yoga. Your life ain't gave up for the bare for war. Your tight situations, life and death decisions. Got meals with the living, dead as hell, don't have to listen. Real bad or bad, friends get brought to jail. Shit ain't gave up for the bare for war. It's 12 a.m. the next day, the next day. Niggas at the table smoking weed, cleaning text day. We got this man to go up town and bring the war. Jack Daniels ain't lying, yeah, it's time to score. I meant to bring from the spot where I went out. Spoke about the situation, let the men out. Got each man on the corner, now he watching out for coppers. We popping anybody trying to stop us. Perfect, shorties asleep. Didn't even hear me creep now. Keep it, fellas, it gets deep. Lit up for motherfucking now. Smacked it in the grill when she rose. I asked what's the deal. Before she can reply, I threw the gun down the throat. Threw the bitch to the yoke. That's no joke. Got my information first, then I put five in her. Then took my cats out the dinner. It was tight situations. Life and death decisions. Turn mills, we're living dead as head on head collisions. It's real in this battlefield. Problems being broad. Get your life in here, but careful, boy. See, it's tight situations. Life and death decisions. Turn mills with the living.